everyone and welcome back to the Met Blue podcast, the podcast which takes a look into the world that is the music industry. Be it as an artist, producer, manager or fan, we'll take a look into the changing world through interviews with some of the best up-and-coming talents that has to offer. Today we'll be chatting to Luke Jones and we'll be spending the next 20 minutes getting to know him and the music he creates. Hi Luke! Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. So, are you in your first year? of songwriting yes, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. moment. In, Me too. I did like three, did three years of gap year, I suppose. So, yeah. Oh, wow, really? I'm yeah, I'm 22 now, yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm 19. I thought you were my age. No, no. Bamboozled. Probably... So tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into music? Um. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's, music's the only thing I've ever really done. Um, when I was about like six or seven, um, I started drumming, so that's primarily why well, I'm studying songwriting here in ACM Guildford. But um, yeah, drumming was like my main thing for for a while. Um, I suppose my dad that got me into it, he's always just kind of pushed it and, and said that he wanted me to do music, pursue music. Um, and yeah, it's was, it was, it was kind of all down to, I owe it all to him, really. Well, both my parents, I shouldn't leave my mum out. But uh, yeah, they've kind of always been the ones to kind of push me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same position because my dad's musical, but I don't really have a musical mum. And so I always feel like I'm singing his praises and leaving yeah. her out of it, which is a bit unfair. My dad's not very, well, he's in a male voice choir. I, I want to give him credit there, but he's not very musical himself. But he, uh, I think it's probably because of his lack of musical ability. He kind of wanted to make me do everything he couldn't sort of thing. Aww. Not that I can, but uh, yeah. Do you have any releases planned? Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, so I'm in the studio, well, it's April now, it's 29th and 30th of this month that I'm recording a single, maybe two. Um, I've got an EP kind of planned, want to get that released as soon as possible. Um, but obviously with COVID and stuff, there's no, I've, it was meant to be, I was meant to be in the studio on, in December, but it's had to be rescheduled about two or three times now. Just keeps getting pushed back with all the lockdowns and so there's no guarantee, but um, yeah, going back home to record a single at the end of the month. Um, yeah, and hopefully get that released as soon as possible. Oh, so has this been in the works for a while? Did you have like a planned oh, yeah. schedule and everything? Um, so some of these songs are, I've had since the first lockdown, you know, I, I like how we like, wow. I, I think of time now as like the first lockdown and then second lockdown now. But yeah, since the first lockdown, I've had a couple of these songs like in the pipeline and I suppose over time they just I keep finding like it, it's probably a better thing for me because I can like perfect them a little bit more I suppose but um yeah I've had them for a long time yeah just feels like it feels now. like the war times like yeah it's <laughs> the crazy, way old it? people talk about how stuff happened during the second war versus the first war for yeah, us we've sort of smart. chopped our lives into little bites yeah we'll be in the history books we will be no i'm actually quite excited about that <laughs> yeah that'll no, be a I'm, weird one imagine being really really old and your children actually being interested in the stories you have to tell because i had a gran who lived through the second world war and i remember just sitting there like in awe that she remembered so much yeah 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 it's crazy isn't it that's it what is. i keep thinking as well i suppose that's what you want from life isn't it just to be able to look back and tell cool stories but um that's my my philosophy for it anyway but it doesn't seem yeah. cool when it's happening, though. No, it's just stuck inside playing a guitar all day. No, the fu- the fun apocalyptic charm wore off, I think. Yeah, yeah, after the first week. <laughs> so, um, before I guess 
your your release was scheduled well you said you were going to be in the studio in December so has this all come to fruition throughout lockdown or did you have plans to make this EP before we were even put into isolation I guess the plan is just to try and release music as consistently as possible whether that's like a single EP whatever you know I don't obviously I wouldn't do an album I don't think because that just doesn't really make sense but um yeah, I, I do try and get as much music out there as possible. Um, but it's just having the kind of, having it at your disposal. You know, I'm not very good, like, kind of self, I'm not very good at producing myself. I can do, like, demos to a decent standard. But, yeah, um, just to actually release it, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist in that aspect. So I, getting into a real studio and doing it, um, yeah, it's just getting that time. No, I know exactly what you mean. Because I think because you are so emotionally invested in what you put out as a musician yeah. if you hear a single thing that isn't wrong you're very quick to be analytical about it and I yeah, think yeah. I've learned this personally I don't want to talk about myself too much but no, cool. it in you kind of you forget studio etiquette in a way if you hear something yeah. you don't like yeah, you're like yeah. no I don't like that and I yeah. feel like I forget there's someone who's worked hours on polishing something and I'm like no yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. it well, I suppose at the end of the day, you just got to do what you like, don't you? You know, you got to put yourself first in that in that respect. And like, yeah, if you don't like it, you don't like it. You're you're the client. If it's the producer that you're not happy with, you got to be a little bit bossy in that respect. Do you have any inspirations you like to talk about? Anyone to gas about at this moment? Anyone to gas about? Um, this is one of those things where I don't. Re- my inspirations. I think my inspirations come from closer to home. Whereas a lot of people would be like, oh, these famous people. I do get inspired from from bands. Um, in that respect, it's probably like the 1975, as cliche as that sounds, they're probably one of my biggest inspirations at the moment. Um, I think they're awesome. But I'm into like a lot of shoegaze pop, um, bedroom pop, bands like Gleamer, uh, Slow Dive, um, I, My Bloody Valentine and stuff like that at the moment. But it changes every every Bedroom kind of pop. So. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I try and listen to a new album or new piece of music every day. So my, my, um, my inspirations are always changing, I suppose. Yeah. That's crazy. I find it actually hard to listen to new music. I get this yeah. strange kind of FOMO when I listen I, to I'm, something. I, yeah. It's, it's hard, but I think it's something that you need to try and for me, it works because like it, it just opens the mind to new ideas. You know what I mean? Every time, whether it's a lyric melody, whatever, you know, it's like reading a new book you should try and read something like you know just expand the mind i suppose (laughs) expand the mind just get all deep and theoretical and everybody but yeah um no it's it's just something i try and do um it helps me a lot i find a lot a lot of my like new song ideas or something will come from a single word that i've read or a lyric that someone you know just manipulate a little bit plagiarize is what i'm trying to say a plagiarize, um, yeah. That's what they teach you in university. <laughs> they, t- they teach you to no. break the law. <laughs> it's not breaking the law, it's just frowned upon. It's cool. Um, I do have nightmares about being sat in a home somewhere and my grandchildren coming to visit me and I'm here like listing my chemical romance's entire discography, just like rocking back and forth in my chair because I can't be <laughs> to listen to anything else. Sorry. Yeah. Can't be bothered well, to listen to anything is. else. Yeah. So Edit that one out. I have to edit it out with the jingle, so it, it's oh, really? like, yeah, I people have picked up on this. I think it's quite funny. I'll edit things out with the jingle and go, meep, meep, when, whenever someone swears. Oh, like the SpongeBob theme tune. Beep, 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 
Um, if you're 22, do you remember much of the internet in the early 2000s? Jesus. Oh, is that is that kind of as a swear word? <laughs> no, uh, no, Jesus no. is fine. Jesus okay, is fine. No. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, unfortunately, I wasn't really, actually. I wasn't really raised. I mean, I sound like a bit of an. Is it Amish or Amish? How would you say that? Amish. I wasn't raised around like much um, technology. To be fair, like when a lot of my mates were playing Xbox and stuff or whatever gaming, I was always just like playing drums or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I didn't really. I wasn't really much of a a technology kid. I don't really. I still. I'm not much. I don't have any social media on my phone or anything like that as you know, because it was quite tough to get hold of me. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, I, I, I'm not into it, honestly, which is a bit bad because in this, you know, in this industry, you need to kind of push the socials and all that, but it's just not me. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I get I get what you mean. I, I have been someone who's grown up quite tech savvy, but I feel like it can be quite, I don't know, you know how you have a work life hygiene. I feel yeah. like that sort of gets removed when you have a phone and you work from your phone and yeah. you use it to chill out as well there's no boundaries yeah, really well i deleted my my apps off my phone like a good three months ago now and like i've just felt a lot better from it you know like productive wise i've just been working really hard actually doing my uni work what's next yeah. a flip phone <laughs> No, it's just like cup and string, I think, for me. Probably. Cup and string. Yeah. Throwing rocks wrapped in yeah, paper. windows, yeah. Going back to the internet, though, it might be good to talk about how the industry sort of flourished through the internet as well. I think we've seen okay. a lot of, you know, changes in merchandising and how records are put out and yeah. also the decline of physical sales. I think you'll always look back with hindsight and say, like, those times were better kind of thing and you'll always want what you can't have um but is it better I, I'm, I'm not sure i mean it's easier to access music now which is probably a good thing if you think about it i think the luxury of kind of owning a vinyl or whatever is how depending on how far back you go um that's probably dead now you know what i mean like to actually get a physical copy of something it was just a fun process because I, I remember going to hmv as a kid or whatever and just picking up an album and like I always had a McFly album. It's a bit of an embarrassing story. Just like listening to that in my room on an old CD player. And I used to try and copy the way they dressed off the front cover of the CD and like going flipping through all the songbook or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, just trying to replicate them. That's adorable. Um, yeah, I know, but it's just one of them things, you know. I suppose that's where the, the dream stemmed from was the I want to be McFly, you know. I'm surprised because um, early 2000s fashion was so awful. No, it was, it was awful. It was back on McFly as well. They're just, I don't know, not the coolest band in the world, are they? Really? I remember um, the um the train conductor caps made a, what are they called? Like the Oliver Twist caps made a big comeback. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I don't yeah. know what they're called. Though. Trilby's? I suppose no, everything's going to make a comeback. One. Trilby, that's, not... that's like a weird red no. thing, isn't it? I don't no, know. that's a fez. I can't, I'm not very good with my hats, I can't lie. <laughs> Oh, Y2K's made a comeback. You see everyone on Depop like, oh yeah, I just found this crop top in an Oxfam, pretty Y2K. It's got, it's pink, it's got butterflies on it. But that isn't really how people dress. They'd literally throw a skirt over a pair of jeans. I think like the 80s vibes coming back at the moment, 80s, 90s kind of thing. Um, that's probably something that my music's sounding like at the moment. I, I, well, I don't want to 
80s I don't know you try and be as individual as possible with it but a lot of my influence kind of does stem from the 80s I suppose like listening to my dad's music as a kid um the whole like synth vibe and catchy chorus melody stuff just the cheesy music you know it's like as cliche as it is it's still really cool big wham fan (laughs) big wham fan absolutely love wham I don't mind wham not too bad I was more into like orchestral maneuvers in the dark fiction factory um if you know them you've lost me there unfortunately yeah joy division maybe oh yeah joy division pretty sure i've seen that on a t-shirt somewhere no i'm just kidding i'm pretty sure that i was wearing that t-shirt probably i've got a joy division t-shirt at least it was genuine (laughs) yeah no it's cool um yeah joy division cool band cool band do you do you feel like we put a lot of pressure on people to define themselves maybe actually i've never really thought that deeply into it but um yeah i think it's a whole it's a very matty healy kind of thing to say is like genre's dead and whatever it's not a thing anymore um i don't know i i, I just think if you want to if you want to be a punk band or you want to be a pop band just be a punk or pop band you know what i mean if you want to write rap music write rap music just do what suits you at the end of the day but for me i don't i think I mean, I'm always changing my sound and my style and what I'm into. Like my the stuff that I've re- released already, the two singles, I listen to that now and I, I kind of cringe a little bit because I'm just like, oh, it's just not me anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, feel that. But then at the time, I was like, oh, it's the best thing in the world. Um, but my whole genre and that, if you, it'll the next releases will be completely different to what I've previously released. I hope anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's pressure though. Uh, what's a useless skill you have? I don't know. How how useful is writing songs and playing music, though, really? This is just becoming us having a genuine conversation. And just... That's what it should be, yeah. Isn't that uh, what a podcast is? <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty sure that is what a podcast is. So, Luke, what's your track about? <laughs> that, that got way too serious then. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, which track? Why don't you break down the EP for us? track by track the the one that okay so it's not finished first of all so i don't know oh spoilers um the way i'm seeing it going it's about me um and kind of my life over the past sort of six months maybe a little bit more actually wait what since i moved to guildford which was in september how long ago was that i don't know um yeah and just kind of moving away from home uh at that time as well i went through a breakup um so it's kind of about that uh a lot about that i think without i don't write very kind of i'm not very soppy in my lyrics i'm quite kind of straightforward and conversationalist kind of thing um so yeah it's not kind of like a i want you back sort of uh song or ep it's more of a this is how i'm doing um just to let you know kind of vibe <laughs> yeah it's a moving forward point yeah yeah one of them where i'm like i've done all my sad sad feelings now and i'm actually feeling pretty good so uh yeah it's just one of them no um, i th- do you have any advice for people who are going through big breakups because i know i've recently just been through a really quite large one do i have any advice nah not really honestly um i mean <laughs> what, what, what am I going to say here? Um, I mean, just, just keep going. You'll be good, man. You'll be good. It takes time. Time's the healer. Um, nah, I don't know. It's just one of them, yeah. 
surround yourself with good people at the end of the day the only thing that matters is friends and family so uh, what i found really helps is if i'm my own girlfriend because then i get all the enjoyment of a relationship i get to buy myself things and eat all the food i want that's that's a good way of looking at it there we go write a song about it oh god no all my songs are sad really yeah but they're sad in a really vague way but you've recorded yeah, videos recorded and stuff yeah what's it like having a whole did you have a whole camera crew or was it i did just... not no i did not it was just me and one of the guys i kind of keep my circle close and small with stuff like that you know um so it's the same with my when i'm recording uh i it's only me in there the producer and then i take a dear friend of mine called michael clark to record like the more intricate lead guitar bits and he does that shout out uh, but no in the um well, like the music videos and all my artworks a guy called chris grail he does everything for me and he's very good at all that stuff uh, but no it's just him and a, uh, a camera driving around different locations around my place of birth and yeah just just having a, having a good laugh um, he actually let me down last night though it really let me down. So if you listen to this, I'm really disappointed in you, Chris. For um, shame. Do you like having a small group of people to work on your stuff? Or do you, have you thought yeah. about expanding things, you know, maybe like for PR interest, talking to people who have inspired you or trying to get that one cinematographer you've had your eye on? No, I think I'm pretty happy with it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty content with people i kind of work with uh got a good thing going on it all depends i mean you have to bear in mind i got no success Do you know what I mean? like i've had a couple people like you know a couple thousand streams on my spotify stuff but you know other than that it's like nothing major so keeping it realistic i'm not gonna actually get a big group of people around me or wanting to work with me even um but yeah I'm 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 good with what what I what what goes on at the moment. No, I think there is something to be said about how the digital age has changed sort of how we market ourselves because I think yeah with how much press there is around the virality of the nature of some people's releases it's sort of natural for budding musicians and like young talents to put something out and just expect it to catch heat without knowing that they have to market it and promote no, it. Definitely. Definitely. yeah that's something that i'm really bad at myself is promoting i'm like i just can't do it you know i like I, I was just speaking to one of my housemates earlier and i was like i couldn't imagine anything worse than like being on instagram and putting a video of yourself like guys go listen to my new single it's just like nah that is not me like i don't know if you do that then you do it and if it works for you whatever i'm not judging you but like no <laughs> just no I um, have to give props to people who are confident enough to do that though because I personally would feel like really awkward if I was just sat there on my egg live like hi guys I'm releasing a song on Sunday so go check it out I feel like yeah. I don't know I'd find but it like, quite hard does, to be does genuine it even work though do you know what I mean like do you ever see anybody who's actually had good success doing that do you know what I mean? Like, as in fame-wise. I don't know. I just don't get why we're seen as having to, you know, promote yourself in that way at the moment. Just, nah, doesn't know, thanks. But there Pay is me something the money to in the be, world and I'm not doing that. There's something to be said about being prolific on the internet as well. Because... Yeah, I suppose. But I think, at the end of the day, actions speak louder than words, don't they? If you're releasing music and you're releasing good music consistently, you're going to get success. 
you know what I mean? So like, if you just kind of go about your business quietly, release music, whatever, something's going to come your way, I think. If a tree falls down in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it even really fall, dude? No, true. True. (laughs) That's true. I'm not saying don't like post on social media or anything. Do whatever anybody wants. You know, you have to do what you want to do, whatever you feel is right in the moment. Like I will post stuff when I when I release my things. Obviously, like you have to. It's part of the modern era. There is cases in which that's worked, you know, like they're they've reached out to loads of people and they've been like hey please do a dance to my song or please check this out and it has actually worked and so of course that works yeah Yeah. it's always like am i gonna be in that nice five percent that catches a bit fire yeah no you're right there no you should definitely promote your music don't listen to a word i say um i wasn't yeah no (laughs) i am an advocate for promotion but be cool about it okay just be cool just be cool it's an odd parallel though because people hate being marketed to do they well yeah well if i see an advert i'm like well you've wasted five seconds of my life while i'm trying to watch i don't know like america's next top model yeah what's that like on youtube kind of youtube ads yeah it's like um, do you have like youtube premium as well though do you i had the trial i just cannot justify the cost it's like 15.99 a month really yeah what does the world come to eh? god we're in a pandemic pandemic aren't we can't be charging that much for no that they charge more they've got a captive audience oh really yeah wow well they're little what a world eh little rats in cages back in my day (laughs) i play this fun game with my friends to understand what sort of marketing niche they're in and i'll quote different youtube ads that i hear and see if any of them wince and if they don't i'll know we're not in the same niche (laughs) What? (laughs) sounds like a really fun game that if i do you watch much youtube i watch a lot of youtube so if I were to say I chose the nighttime aligners because they're so easy, would that mean anything to you? I think so, actually. The nighttime, the whole aligner word, that brought that, that was ringing bells there. But I got to say, I just skipped straight away. So I don't really pay much attention to it. Just Money doesn't my, grow uh... on trees. It grows with Amazon. Yeah, I've seen that one as well. Okay. Which, which one's the one that I hate? Is the snowing that guy? I th- I'm pretty sure he's on Love Island and... He's cooking pasta for his missus. And she's like, oh, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's my specialty. And he's South Australian. And then he just <laughs> throws it in his ha- in a handbag. Have you seen that YouTube video? No, I get Emily Attack instead. Who? You know, Charlotte Hinchcliffe from The Inbetweeners. Oh, yeah. The HelloFresh adverts. There was a really strange period in time where YouTube didn't, regulate what ads they put out for a few months or so and so you would get really strange adverts for like led lights you put underneath your toilet seat with like stock music in the background <laughs> and i cool. think that was fun it was Two like seconds, the... just let me go buy a set <laughs> it's like the wild west of advertisement i miss it what is the best advice you've ever been given it's not it's not like any kind of weird magical quote but my dad throughout my life's always just said practice makes perfect so i suppose that's the one that's driven me all my life, practice makes perfect. It is true. I'm a strong, uh, strong advocate for that. 
I feel like we've talked about we have talked about music enough to constitute a podcast. Surely, we talked about HMV and physical sales and. What was your- the first record you ever bought? Physical record. God, I don't have any like physical. What like a CD? CD, yeah, yeah. Probably the soundtrack for High School Musical three. I don't know. Big bangers. Tune. Big bangers. I was actually you? listening to that the other day. Um, I was obsessed in school. So, like I said, the whole McFly thing. I went to go and watch McFly in my local venue. Ah. And there was a guy supporting them called Little Chris. I don't know if you remember him. He just, oh, you probably don't actually. He did the songs like, checking it out. It's amazing back then. I was obsessed with him. I like, he had a hat and everything, like a beanie hat with a, there was not a beanie. It had like a cap on it as well. I used to like tilt it to the side and dance like him and everything. <laughs> and literally, Sorry. he's actually he, he's dead now, which is really oh sad. what. And like, yeah, I remember the day he died. I was in year eleven in school in my Welsh class, and tears were tears streaming down your face. Really, really, I was sad. But yeah, he that was probably one of the first records I bought. An ACDC greatest hits record. Little Chris and ACDC. Um, yeah. Well, hybrid. The icons of our time, eh? Little Chris. Do you remember him? No, I've never heard of this man, but now, now I really feel quite sorry for him. Nah, he was really cool. Is it Little really? or Lil Chris? Nah, Lil, like L-I-L, Chris. Lil. It's like really, really not very good music, but it was. it's, yeah, soundtrack to my childhood. He looks like um, Oliver from Hannah Montana. He does, doesn't he? He does. Oh, he man. had his own TV show and everything. Everyone his... loves little Chris. I think. His name's Chris Hardman. Chris Hardman, yeah. Oh, man. What? How morbid. This one's dedicated to little Chris. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. in peace. Um... <laughs> Bless up, little dude. <laughs> nah, let's not laugh. On that note, is there a record or song, rather, sorry, 2021, that you have not been able to stop listening to at the moment? Like something you're completely obsessed with? The perfect a, song, some would say. Perfect song. Okay, so there's a song by a band called Gleamer called, I'm not actually sure how you say it. It's like Gauze. It's an amazing Gauze. That's an amazing song. Uh, there's also a song called uh, Ticket to Ride by Koala. But like, yeah, Koala in caps really like k-a-w-a-l-a not like koala bear what a cool name that's that's a cool song that's a really cool song i I recommend you say yeah they're they're probably my most listened to at the moment the reason i ask is i feel like everyone has that one song that they wish they'd written you know something that just every song oh my one song i wish i'd written was earth song by michael jackson what a tune (laughs) I was thinking of Michael Jackson dance moves the other night. We had a little socially distanced fire in our house and barbecue, a few beers. Michael Jackson came on. Oh, it's that's sweet. That is, honestly. Yeah. Uh, what a enigmatic figure, MJ. No denying, he was very good at what he did. I can't think of the one song I wish I'd written. When I was about 11, it probably would have been like a brief Carolina song or something, which... 
I'm sure no one knows they were um never heard of heard of her they, him, they did they were a duo i can't actually remember where they're from it might even be carolina but um they did screamcore music which turned into crunk metal which was like big in the myspace era do you remember when we were talking about genre yeah what like are those even genres i don't know i feel like someone could just scream crunk was that it was like crunk metal uh they, they, i feel like you could just put core after something and it becomes a genre that's actually quite a big thing on tumblr at the moment you just stick core after something and it's like an aesthetic are you familiar with a band called pale waves yes yeah you're very pale waves am i really thank heather you heather baron gracie is that her name I don't know. I'm way more emo than that, so. Yeah, they're quite cool though. I'm more of like a a pierce the veil. Not saying that you're not cool, but they are cool. (laughs) Thank you. That's very sweet. Even though my walls look like literal. We've been talking Um, for an hour. Have we really? Time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? What is your track of the week? Steely Dan Black Cow. My track of the week. There you go. You know, I've heard good things about that. Heard good things. Steely Dan. I wish I could write music like that but I'm just not good enough, honestly. No, I feel that way about Pierce the Veil. <laughs> Pierce the Veil. Um, Pierce the Veil. Pierce the Veil, like as in to... Like, like pop stab. a balloon kind of thing. It's sort of like a, yeah, like a remove the facade type okay. synonym. But they're um, a Mexican emo band. Mexican emo band. Oh, well, yeah, they're emo, but they've got like traditional like well one of them i think two of them actually because they're brothers what is it with brothers brothers being in emo bands together why who else are brothers in emo, in emo mikey and gerard way from my chemical romance okay <laughs> okay <laughs> okay cool. take take my word for it yeah you tell me anything and make up band names here. I, just, I really don't know much about You know what? I, I think I might try that, that one day. Season. I might come into lesson one day and be like, oh, have you heard of like um the um the Chalk Ice Quartet? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the charts. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. Awesome. They're, they're smashing the country charts. charts right now. Okay, Luke, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to plug everything you need to plug. Start the countdown. Ready in three, two, one. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, go and listen to my music wherever you consume music. Luke Jones, two singles already out. Follow suit and where do we go? Find me, find me on Instagram at LVKE Jones with two S's. Facebook, Luke Jones Music with a V instead of a U as well. Same on Twitter, I think. Uh, okay. Yes. You've run out of time. <laughs> I was actually counting, so... Were you actually? No. You're doing the whole one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four. What, like a five-year-old? No, I can. I have time permanence. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Met Blue podcast. We've been chatting to Luke Jones about his latest release, and you can find him at L-V-K-E, Jones with two S's. And to have your say in the next Met Blue podcast episodes, you can contact us at metbluprteam at acm.act.uk. We hope you enjoyed listening. I've been Liv and we'll catch you next time.